Hello, Internet. Welcome to our very first podcast episode. I'm Sunny. And I'm Raj. And we're here to talk about Singapore. Well, not specifically Singapore, but there's a fair bit of context that we need to get into before you understand what this podcast is about. Um, so Raj and I listen to this podcast called American Daisies. And it is essentially a podcast about, you know, the Indian American identity where they, you know, talk about the various identity issues that they have as a person of Indian ethnicity living in, in the US. None of that is relevant to our podcast. It's more about one particular line in one of their episodes that really riled me up a bit. Uh, Raj, do you want to talk about it? Well, you can go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just listening to you. I'm just listening to you. <laughs> so... There was one episode where, you know, they're going on about something and, um, you know, the topic of Singapore came up and this was just a throwaway line. It was like almost like a filler. Yeah. You know, it just it just seemed like a, a throwaway joke of sorts. So the joke goes like this. What's the difference between Singapore and yogurt? And the punchline is yogurt has culture. And, and that was it, you know? It so, was not even funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was funny. I would give credit where it's due, but it's not even funny. Well, well, to be fair, like, in the context of the joke, it was kind of witty. But what I couldn't understand or what really bothered me was that they considered that joke as gospel truth. Like, they considered that particular, you know, witty line as a fact that, yes, Singapore has no culture. Well, and, to be fair, one of them did go to Singapore, yeah. but the other did not, and he just believed the other guy. Yeah, so, like, and I, I understand that, and I do realize that, and I do also understand that, you know, Singapore wasn't even the topic of their discussion, Yeah. but it brings back, you know, memories of various conversations and various things on the internet that I've read about this very popular notion, I would say, that, you know, Singapore somehow lacks culture or soul, so to speak. Um, Raj, like, have you have you had these conversations before with people? Other than you? Yeah, besides me, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've not. But the general thought, or rather the general school of thought is that, I mean, Singapore is ba- like, what, barely 60? True, since true. Since independence. And that is what they think of history. They do not go be- before uh, independence. And that is something, I guess, they would have to learn about before talking re- talking about whether Singapore has history, culture, or soul. That is true, and I completely agree with you. Um, I think, you know, countries which are younger in comparison to the rest of the world tend to have not as much, um, what, what's the word for it? They wouldn't have as much, um, I, I don't want to use the word significance, but they don't have a bigger cultural footprint you know, because of the fact that they're young countries. And I completely understand that. But on top of all of this, there's this pervasive notion that Singapore somehow lacks soul. And to be really honest, um, I've had this conversation with a number of people before, you know, who have lived in Singapore, who've moved here, and then, you know, their, their idea of what Singapore is essentially based on, like, oh, Singapore, modern nation, but, you know, it lacks something. It doesn't feel natural. And shit like that. Now, and this is this bothers me quite a bit. Um, okay, for those of you uh, who are new to this podcast, I'm... What do you po- mean by new? This is our first <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yep, sorry. <laughs> I forget that sometimes. <laughs> um, 
So I'm, I'm a foreigner living here in Singapore. I've been living here for about eight years. And, you know, um, after you live in this place for this long, you kind of like get into, um, you kind of understand what, what a place is all about and stuff like that. And it really bothers me when, you know, some people come in, you know, stay here for a couple of months and they're like, oh, you know, I know everything about what this country is about. And I'm going to play world expert now to people at the bar. To and be fair, I've met a few people who know more about Singapore than me. Well, see, I... Okay, so, you know, uh, context guys, uh, Raj is Singaporean. And, Born um, and bred. Yeah. <laughs> and as with everyone from their own home country, they tend to take their identity and history for granted. So it, it stands to reason. <laughs> I, I do know a little bit about, about the history of Singapore. But maybe not too much on the touristy side of it. Yeah, it, it makes sense, right? Like, as a local... Uh, you probably do not put too much thought into what goes on because you know you've been living through it your whole life and it's kind of like you know background information that you have in your head but you know it's not like a talking point in a bar that's not the first thing that you talk about in a bar right that, that is true whereas uh, like for someone who is new if I, I were new to Singapore and you know if people ask me so how do you about Singapore I'd be like oh you know it's this and this and this and then you know uh, and especially if if I have traveled a lot I will tend to have this tendency of of you know talking about a particular country as though I'm an expert of it. That is something I do not agree. Like, you know what people do when they've visited a certain country and they come back, okay, this is my checklist, I've been, I've been there. But compare, for example, Philippines or India or any biggest countries, you can't just go to a certain city and come back and say, hey, I've been to this country, I, I know every single thing about this country. You know, in an ideal world, people wouldn't do that. But people do. And that, that is that is like the whole point of why, you know, we wanted to start this podcast. Like my belief at this point is that I feel that the perception of Singapore is essentially based on a bunch of these guys that we were talking about. You have a bunch of these people coming in, um, you know, talking a bunch of like, you know, coming in, making their own assumptions and stuff like that. And then going out and they have this particular narrative that ties in to it's a very Eurocentric narrative, if I may say so. Why would it be Eurocentric? Well, like, it, I, I need to, like, take a step back and go back to, like, certain things that defined why people, why, you know, Singapore is like a stuck-up nation in popular culture, right? So there's a perception that was defined by someone called William Gibson in the 1990s. So he was a journalist for The Wired magazine. He came into Singapore, and he was the one who coined the term uh, Disneyland of the Death Penalty. And so... Like, you know, so this is in the early 90s and his write-up uh, portrayed Singapore as this, you know, uber-modern nation, but with this undercurrent of, of you know, um, it, it was like an Orwellian um, utopia of sorts. You know, everything is fine and dandy at the top, but underneath is like an undercurrent of some sort of something <laughs> evil, you know? And it's so weird for me to read this because um, I can understand where he's coming from because he was going into like various facets of Singaporean history that probably did fit into that narrative. But at the same time, that has now become the definitive springboard from which people are basing their opinions on. And yeah, it's the same thing as chewing gum, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Please. You know, Raj <laughs> is probably in a better position to talk about the chewing gum thing. Please go ahead. So I do not know how or when this became a very popular notion. Yeah. That Singapore, you are not allowed to chew chewing gum in Singapore or buy chewing gum in Singapore or you can't even sell it but that's not true 
So you can chew it, you can buy it, but you can't sell it. Unless it's, you know, nicotine gum. So if you're to bring chewing gum from Malaysia for your own personal cons- uh, consumption, fair, go ahead. I mean, chew as much as you want, but just don't sell it. And, you know, that's something which uh, the law does not allow. Yeah. And it's it's gone to a point where, you know, that little factoid has just mutated to something like, oh, shit, if I chew gum, you know, I will get the death penalty. You know, <laughs> isn't that a bit extreme? It is, but at the same time, like that's like a very popular narrative, and and I'm saying this because um, quite recently there was a thread in Reddit where you know Singapore was like one of the top posts for something related to, uh, I think it was um, the comic. No, it wasn't the comic. Uh, but we'll get to that in a bit, folks. Um, uh, I, I, this was on Reddit. There was um, a post about one of the more iconic buildings here in Singapore, the Interlace, I think. All right. Interlace. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was under the subreddit called Art, Architecture Porn or something. And it was like a fantastic, like, you know, 360-degree drone shot of the place. It looked really cool. And so, of course, you know, people talked about Singapore, like this is in Singapore and all that. And then there's a whole bunch of things, a whole bunch of comments where people go, oh, yeah, I lived in Singapore for a year. Oh, my gosh. Disneyland, that penalty. Oh, shit. You'll die of chewing gum. And I'm like, really? Did you really live in Singapore? Are you serious? <laughs> or did you only hang out with your expat bubble? Ah, yes. And then that's oh, like... In your expat bubble. Yeah. And that's... and. Which I also have a problem with, you know, it's like there's a bunch of folks who have these preconceived ideas based off of uh, one particular essay in the 1990s. And I'm not saying that's like the only source of information from which they're basing all their opinions on. But like every single narrative about Singapore is from an outsider's perspective. And when I say an outsider's perspective, uh, I'm looking at from from a white expat's perspective. Okay, I shouldn't use the word white. I should Western expat perspective. It's a very Eurocentric idea of what Singapore is. Um, we've had numerous conversations about uh, Singapore being like, oh, too clean and sterile, only because people's perception of an Asian country is supposed to be gritty and, you know, it's got to have that earthy chaos, you know? And the fact that they see buildings and roads is just. And cleanliness. Yeah, you know, they're cleanliness. like, oh, no, this is not what. Oh, shit. I, I wasn't sold. This isn't the Asia that I was sold to. You know, um, and this bothers me so much because like they have like most people tend to have a very blinkered idea of what this little corner of the world is. And what hey, some of them, they do, they do not even know where Singapore is yeah. until they arrive. And, you know, I think I think that's it's it's I mean, let's let's face it. There are a lot of places that we don't even know yeah. about and stuff like that. Right. But that doesn't make us go, oh, I'm going to base this country on something. From, else yeah, from an, yeah, from what someone else said back in the 1990s, etc., etc. So, um, long story short, uh, the podcast is all about um, the real Singapore. Um, or at least we're trying to understand... From our point of view, at yeah. least. Correct. So, as a foreigner living in Singapore, and not pretending to live in Singapore on Reddit, <laughs> um, and, you know... So the I see what is, you did there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, right? Like sometimes, like on that, that particular subreddit thread, you know, I was going through the discussion. I'm like, nah, these guys have not thing. <laughs> like, it's such bullshit on those on those comments. But yeah, so this podcast is going to be about stuff that happens in Singapore from the perspective of a foreigner, me, and uh, from a local. And we hope that that gives a more well-rounded idea of what what Singapore is about. Um, so yeah, that, that's pretty much it about. So intros. about the podcast, American Daisies, like, so you said that they did a throwaway line. Yeah. But what about the next podcast that yes. I told you to, you know, yeah. look up? 
So I kind of got bored of the American Daisies podcast midway and I kind of stopped. But then Raj, you know, managed to get all the way up to episode 60 where it was a killer getting up there. I mean, sometimes <laughs> it was just, I mean, the main reason I try and listen to them because some of the podcasts is really interesting. Some of them is just like, you know, what? I, I just want to go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. But overall, it's still a pretty good podcast. And so at, at Raj's suggestion, I, I listened to uh, episode 60, wherein one of the hosts uh, goes to Singapore. So he's, he's like a stand-up comedian. And he goes to, you know, Singapore and Malaysia on tour. And he, he loved it, you know. Um, he talked about, like, what, what did he, he talked about? He basically said that uh, what the Americans think, like, you know, what they think Indians are supposed to be, you know, doctors and stuff. In Singapore, everyone thinks otherwise. Yeah, yeah. So the bigger context here is that as... Like, you know, it's an athlete. Correct. Or someone who's fit. Yeah. And I do not know where he exactly he got that from because none of us are fit. <laughs> but maybe, well, some of them are, but... But maybe it's like, you know, where they come from in the US where, according to them, uh, most people who are ethnically Indian tend to, you know, veer towards academics. Right, like being a doctor, being an yeah. engineer, being... Uh, researcher yeah, of some sort. Stuff like that. And so with, with that particular background, finding, you know, normal people of Indian ethnicity living normal lives is just crazy for them. They're is like, that, what? <laughs> you know, Indians my football? That, that's crazy. And But then again, uh, American Daisies is all about, you know, the hyphenated American identities and maybe that's why they're focusing on that. Yeah, and on top of that, he actually said that, you know, in... in um, in the states or Canada or whatever, so most construction workers, cleaners, and all that, they were they were basically saying uh, Mexicans. Yeah. Whereas in Singapore, Malaysia, it's usually the Bangladeshis or the Indians or you know somewhere from South South Asia. Correct. Correct. And that was something which they couldn't really get their grasp on. Yeah. Yeah. Which goes to like how different you know um, their ideas of what. Um, <laughs> a multicultural society should be, yeah. you know? Um, and it was interesting because um, Akash, one of the hosts, said that, no, Singapore is like multicultural. And in, in, it was multicultural in a way that he wasn't used to. Right. It is very different from the, you know, the, the, the term multicultural in America, which I'm, I, I'm not too aware of. But, <laughs> um, what was interesting Excuse to me, me about, about that episode was that the other host seemed to have some sort of ideological problem with Singapore. You yeah, know? that's... That, to be honest, when I heard his point of view, I was, like, taken aback. So, what do you mean that if you travel to another country and it's a place where you just see buildings and you feel that, oh, I've not traveled. It's like I'm, I'm back to home. Dude, that's a lot of difference. Yeah, and... It's, what, what really bothers me is that he, he's like, and you know, in, in a way I can understand where he's coming from. Uh, if he's traveling to a new place, I think novelty is one of the things that we look for when we're traveling, which makes sense, right? But then just because you see a bunch of buildings, you can't go like, oh, this is not the Asian country that I was, you know, looking for. You know, yeah, uh, was told while growing up. Yeah, exactly, right? So he's like, oh, you know, but I'm in Asia. I'm supposed to see like grit and grime and, you know, earthy 
um, exoticism. So he was sold on the exoticized Asian ideal. And somehow, because Singapore didn't fit that particular ideal, he's like, ah, oh, nah, Singapore lacks soul. Because no, the, it's too the proper word that he used was hate. And hate is a really strong yes, word. Yes, yes. It really bothered me about, like, why, wh- where is that hate coming from? You know? It, okay, so maybe, you know, there are people who tend to use strong words, like, you know, hyperbole is kind of a huge part of language for a lot of people. They're like, you don't like vanilla flavored ice cream, you fucking hate it. You know, it, right, it could well, be something, it's like, something that. like me and durians. I hate it. Like <laughs> I hate it. If you tell me eat a durian or take my like, they will take my life. Take my life, please. <laughs> really? Okay. I mean, I just the, the smell is just too much for me. Man. Huh, durians, future future topic for the podcast. I do have a lot of talk about that. <laughs> that aside, um, so yeah, what was interesting was that there was that contrast with what. Arjun, the other host, felt what Singapore was. And this is what I wanted to focus on. Like, why do people think that Singapore, A, lacks culture, B, somehow is soulless, C, um, why do they feel that um, being clean and sterile and having glass and concrete buildings make a nation less so, you know? Um, And this is what we wanted to delve into. Hence our very first podcast yep. and a, well, I guess a lot more to come. Yep, yep. That's that's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Shall we uh, dive into the yeah the poll the survey yeah, yeah yes. the poll the survey right. So about the poll, uh, a, b- a bit of background. Um, you know, somewhere along these lines, you know, when we were talking about this, we decided to sound out some of our friends. So we created uh, a survey. Um, well, to be honest, it was just you who created it. Well, you know, like, you know, <laughs> Raj was giving me moral support. So. <laughs> um, so in this particular survey, what I wanted to find out was what soul meant to different people. Uh, based on a lot of discussions that we've seen online, um, you know, soul is such a subjective term. It's, and it's, no one gave the right answer yeah like, that's no right answer yeah, apparently and, and you know and that's the thing right so it's like soul means different things to different people and that's completely fine you know it's like one of those so weak sounding words so what do you think in your opinion when people say singapore lacks soul well see um like my opinion um okay so before like okay i might as well put out my opinion before we go into the survey my belief is that when people say singapore lacks soul what they mean is that singapore lacks the novelty of a place that we perceive to have, you know, something else of. Like, okay, I'm not sure if I'm wording this correctly, but essentially it's like architecture and stuff. Yeah, so it's like, you know, people are sold on this idea of what soul is. Like some people say that, you know, soul is about, you know, architecture, like you said, you know, uh, some people say that soul is about, you know, arts and the scene. Some people talk about, you know, uh, freedom of speech, um, which like it entirely depends on who is talking about it. Yeah, you know, like if someone were to come from a country, but I mean, they sh- they will probably say that based on some of their favorite things or what they yeah. like to have, and what they think it's not available in Singapore. Yeah, see, that's and this is my problem, right? So everybody's definition of soul is very different, okay, and it's completely fine for people to have different ideas of what soul is, but somehow all of these people tend to agree that Singapore lacks all of these things, you know, and that. Is what bothers me, but at the same time, I do want to find out why people feel the way they do. So I asked a bunch of friends 
um, about what they felt soul meant in our survey. And, you know, there are some general questions, and I tried to make it as neutral as possible. And uh, the, the results that we got from the survey were pretty interesting. So my first question was, of all the countries that you have been to, which one do you think has the most soul? The intent is to find out, like, what's their general idea, general idea of what soul is, right? So what's interesting about this question, or the answers to this question, is that... No one had one yeah. same country. Correct. Everyone had, like, you know, different countries, and I guess that was what their basis was. Like, they were comparing Singapore to those countries. Yeah. And what, it's what, 14, 15 different countries? Yeah, 15 different countries, and the respondents were about 15, too. So it's like, everybody has a different opinion, and that's all right, you know? So we can understand that soul is a subjective thing from this alone. It's based off of personal experience, and that's, I, I think that's all right. Having said this, like, uh, Spain got mentioned twice. Um, all right, so... 14 countries, 15 people. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently Spain is the most soulful country, and let's find out why. <laughs> now, uh, the next question that I asked was, why do you think the country of your choice has the most soul? Describe the various things about that country that makes it have soul. So, um, the answers are also pretty interesting. Raj, I would like your comments on some of these things. Um, one answer to what makes the country of their choice have so much soul was... Um, Cultural activities and events like Songkran, local arts, and festivals like Artbox. Don't we have that? Yeah. I mean, well, we do have like Taipusum, <laughs> we do have like a number of stuff going on. Chinese New Year, hit down to, I don't know, Chinatown, hmm. uh, the Floating Bay, uh, and then you've got this I Like Marina. I have no idea what, what is it got to do with <laughs> the soul thing. But I mean, yeah, there are cultural festivals going on. It's just that you need to know where to look. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if there is an issue of, you know, selling art events here in Singapore. Like, it's not as prominent so, on the tourist agenda as compared to the rest of... Yeah, uh, so for example, if you are to go to London, you want to check out, what, the Broadway? Yeah. In Singapore, I don't think many people do that because it's bloody expensive. That is true. I think price also factors into a lot of these things. Um but then again, they do still have like, you know, cultural activities at uh, Aliwal Street Center, yeah, Aliwal yeah. something Art Center. Yeah, Aliwal Art Center, correct. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's there's no dearth of visitors there. It's just that I guess a lot of people don't. Um, I, I guess they do not have the enough finances to basically market, market it to the masses. Yeah, yeah. And that's why people do not hear about them. And then they come up with their biased opinion, I guess. Fair point. That's also true. Other comments are actually pretty. Uh, <laughs> one is like pretty specific. Uh, he gets he gets weird. Um, so his answer, this person's answer to what makes the country of his choice soulful. Uh, so he apparently chose Brazil because he's like, when you hear of Brazil, you usually associate it with a few things: music, dancing, soccer, and love. When you visit, so I'm it, guessing love goes to women. <laughs> okay, I'm, yeah, I'm guessing so too. Um, the, like when you visit it, you find that the people embody exactly these things. There was music everywhere. People danced and partied even when they were alone. Social interactions were flirtatious, sensuous, and even erotic at times. And of course, every corner had a group of kids playing soccer. Maybe I was lucky to visit it during Carnival, when the soul was most evident. But when you consider the fact that I observe these traits in the favelas, the slums of Brazil, which are very poor, it's a clear sign of how deep these characteristics are etched into the Brazilians' richer poor. Don't you think that actually comes up with, like, because he was there during that festive period? Like, 
it's just that period that they're you know really yeah out and well because I mean it's a festive period that is true that is true and uh, but at the same time he does mention that you know these traits are observed in areas where you know celebrations are probably not that big a thing but they did the still have that yeah they still have that so but maybe it's an ingrained person or like it's an ingrained you know cultural trait but what really interests me about this this comment is that the social interactions are flirtatious, sensuous, and even erotic at times. So what I'm getting from this is that this dude got laid, <laughs> you know, and that has colored his opinions of what that, Seoul that's is. That's just like really, you know? you know, that's the bar for him. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, so this simply means that if you got laid in the country, that country has Seoul. <laughs> if there are hot chicks who have been talking to you, soulful country. You know? um, that really stood out for me because I'm like, you know, all of, all of his words made a lot of sense. But that emphasis on on social Central interactions, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, yeah, dude. Okay, all right. We we get it. We get it. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, th- there's a bunch of other stuff on this uh, too, which is in a similar vein. But yeah, we'll we'll go to the next one, which is, if someone asked you what soul meant, what would you tell them? And this is a question to the survey responders. Um, the answers varied from someone saying a sense of identity and strong cultural markers. Um, and someone else says a sense of genuine connection and understanding about a place brought about by authenticity, culture, geography, architecture, and the people in it. Well, that's like basically everything from a historical point of yeah. view. Uh, some people, you know, have all these vague sounding words like, you know, having soul means that you care more than superficial human needs. So this basically comes on to a point where a friend of mine and I were discussing about like uh, taking different flights you know diff- different companies so, and he was against taking Singapore Airlines because he feels that Singapore Airlines they're just forced to serve you like the stewardess and stuff like uh, and the stewards they're just forced to serve you the, f- the smile is fake it's nothing is genuine in that company and then he compares it with other airlines and he said the other airlines it the smile is more genuine and they serve you with like you know in a genuine manner and i was like how do you know what's genuine and what's not yeah like <laughs> that that's like the most stupidest opinion i've ever heard <laughs> no offense to your friend but holy <laughs> shit like come on <laughs> everyone's getting paid you know to, to serve you man like nobody likes serving stupid customers or passengers in an airplane all right it's just <laughs> but yeah it's a fair point so like I think it also illustrates the fact that it is it is a perception thing. Yeah. You know? He feels that smiles are genuine. So yes, this airline is the airline I want to put my money in. Which makes no logical sense. Because, <laughs> you know, like, is that how you decide where you want to travel to? Yeah. Oh, that, that lady smiles a lot more. What's going on? <laughs> you know, like, come on, dude. Um, yeah, so there's, like, similar answers like this. Um, something says... All right, so one answer was, like, Something cute and lovely inside which makes you love and enjoy everything around. It it's it's very subjective and I am not sure if we So what's think. cute and lovely? A teddy bear? Singapore doesn't have teddy bears, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey That's, dude, we got Singapore the Lion. <laughs> the and the next questions are gonna be about Singapore. And uh, it was the question that I asked was, Do you think Singapore has soul? What is very interesting about this question is that, once again, it's all across the board. Uh, there's a fair bit of people who said they agree that they have Singapore as soul, 
and a fair bit of people who disagree with so Steve Brazil. So the answer was more of like a 50-50. Yeah. yeah. So this 15 people, they were split. Like half of them said no, half of them said yes. But, you know, I, I feel that there was probably some bias that we injected into it by asking them outright. Like... Okay, so maybe I'm. I'm All right, so you know what? So it's basically you are you are basically asking them. Okay, put your opinions yeah at a corner, and now just answer this yes or no. Yeah. So then they'd be like, oh yeah, but then the reason you're asking this question is probably because if I said no, it's probably the wrong answer. So <laughs> I'm just gonna go with yes. You know, like once again, I don't want to put words in people's mouths, but I feel that because the, the 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 question put forth wasn't organic enough, we probably wouldn't. We probably aren't. Well, getting, your like, first your answer. very first question kind of like. You know, was organic enough for them to okay, you know, yeah, that's, choose everything. So that's, that's a fair. Point. So I mean, this counts. Okay. I guess. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's that's. I never actually thought of that. All right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> um, so the follow up question was, if it was yes or no, why do you think so? Now, the questions once again are fairly varied across the board. The no, answers. I, I want. Yeah, they're varied across the board, but there are some there are some answers that I really want to focus on. Um, you know, the generic answer for people who agree that Singapore has soul is that Singapore is a young immigrant nation, but there's still something uniquely Singaporean. So there's a reluctance. It's not reluctance. It's just that, you know, there's an idea that soul is still there, albeit, you know. On uh, the surface? Yeah. Or? No, not, not as obvious oh, as right. other places, right? But it's, it's there, right? Now, um, the answers that I want to focus on are the ones who have disagreed that Singapore has soul, Right. Um, there's one which is okay this one goes you need to peel some layers made of conformism lack of imagination general fear of trying anything different and government control to keep the status quo with the excuse of being safe there are some very interesting and genuine people out there but sadly it looks like the minority well I, I kind of do agree on that whereby the whole cultural upbringing of anyone who I know it's about failure like no one wants to fail everyone wants to be you know do well in academics, get a job, and just keep on doing well. No one wants to try, or rather, the people that I know, they do not want to try something which they probably would have to spend a year or two in it just to see it fail, and then they will miss out one, that one or two years. Okay, but, you know, to, to that question, like, is, is that different from, from anywhere else? Like, okay, maybe that's not the right way to approach this. Um, I'm asking this because, um, you know, people talk about the life plan a lot. Okay, so people talk about life plan a lot. You know, there's a life plan, you know, you grow up, you, you go to school, you go to university, you know, get a job, get a house, get married and all that stuff. And die. Yeah, and like, so I'm from India and we have that, you know, so the life plan is like encoded in our DNA, <laughs> you know. So I, I guess I still have it as well. Anyway. <laughs> well, it's like, so when people talk about, you know, the life plan and how it's like, you know, the social pressure is asking us to conform and stuff like that. It's not like it's not there anywhere else. It, it is. That does exist. Like 95% of everyone in the world conforms to, you know, a similar life a society plan. norm. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's that's the word. And, you know, and so I, sometimes I just don't agree with the idea that one particular place is overwhelmingly you know conformist right right there's probably a perception there it's almost like you know the paper someone wrote uh about singapore being cancelled yeah okay. did you read that 
Uh, I, I didn't read it, but yeah, uh, go on. T- tell us a little more about so it. So it was like someone who was staying in Singapore saying, uh, talking about like, you know, uh, getting into the pram. I mean, getting onto uh, the MRT platform, trying to get into the list, but no one actually cared about that person who was with a what a toddler, toddler and a pram or something. Everyone just went in and just looked at her while the door closed, and you know, went down to the ground floor. And then again. She said that was the only bad experience, and then she had a bad, good experience whereby people her offered umbrella when she was walking in the rain and a few other good stuff. And then she comes to the point whereby how Singapore is where it is because of this mentality from the past, whereby think of think of yourself or rather at the I guess her point of view was more of like think about the country, how is it gonna survive, and that's how the whole Kiasu culture was born and it's still breading through you know singaporeans but but does that okay so obviously kiasu is you know like so kiasuism as as a as a term as a social norm um is is a is a, is a very singaporean thing right i would say so yeah but then is that a trait that gives other people the the license to call it soulless I mean, no. That's top of my head. I'll just say no, because like a lot of these things, you know, a lot of these. I mean, yeah, you can be disgusted by it. Yeah, you can be annoyed by it. But hey, when in Rome, right? Uh, yeah, and it's just. Um, and it's not that we do not have soul. Uh, it's not that we don't care. We do not care about the rest. It's more like you know what? I'll try to sort myself out before I try and help others. It's like you know, in a plane, when the oxygen mask or whatever you call it falls down even the even the, the people that the safety videos and all that they'll say I mean they'll tell you to wear the mask first before helping others or even before helping your kid so that is the pragmatic approach and I want to ask you this um, as a Singaporean does Kiasuism define being Singaporean wow well, I do not think it actually defines, but it is part of part of it. Okay, okay. So you're saying that there are a lot of cultural markers that defines what being Singaporean is. Yeah. Right. Uh, and Kiasuism is one of them. Yeah. Right. Uh, and but Kiasuism isn't um, isn't like an overriding trait. I I would say no, but okay. I would say maybe if you give me a percentage, I'll probably say about sixty to. 65% and this is just my opinion uh, it's there yeah so folks that is a completely made up percentage <laughs> <laughs> very a figure pulled up from the air <laughs> <laughs> alright so yeah uh, I just wanted to so there was one other answer which I really want to talk about and this is the last answer to this to or maybe the question. podcast yeah it is because we're cutting off soon yeah, yeah. So it's like, so the question was, why do they think that Singapore has soul or not? And this is one answer which really blew my mind. Um, I do not think Singapore has an evolved social structure. A country with such high economic prowess should have better social systems in place. Eurocentric. Old folks shouldn't have to work in food courts cleaning plates. I personally think the whole idea of excelling in Singapore is a big farce of the pseudo-capitalist American ways while the political scenario is a pseudo-communist China way. Well, to be honest... What do you think, Raj? 
To be honest, there's certain point like there's only one point that I agree on that comments is that where the elders or the elderly are like still you know cleaning working in food courts or hockey centers and other buildings as a security guard or um, cleaners and stuff. They shouldn't have to do that. But the rest of it, I do not quite agree. Whereby, yay, Singapore is rich and everyone should have like you know welfare and stuff. I. So there's a lot of un- there's a lot to unpack in this comment. Okay, number one, that whole thing about old folks. I don't think that's even a discussion that should come into whether a place is old or not. But having said this, let, let's just analyze that for a bit. Um, what it is it is 2018. All right, like our perceptions of retiring at a time when our parents did is not gonna happen. All right. Um, well, unless the government would give me like five hundred a month, hey, you know what? Just sit at home and do nothing. Yeah, fine. Yeah, you know, like in in a dude, lot if you're sixty five, if the gov- government gives you like five hundred dollar a month to you know maintain yourself, I guess five hundred dollars a month is enough if you're not going out like drinking every night or doing. No, but here's stuff. the thing, right? Like, how who are we to talk about whether old folks are doing this out of necessity? Okay, yes. Uh, I do agree on that. Some of them, they do, like, you know, they do not want to sit at home and just rock yeah, their yeah. life away. They would want to so like, do something productive. But Okay, dude. Okay, so this is probably not related to the soul of Singapore or stuff like that. But I, I, I want to, like, talk about this for a bit. Um, think of it this way. You know, you probably started working in your early 20s, right? Yes. And, you know, considering current employment norms... We retire around uh, 65, I guess. So we're talking about a good 40 years of, you know, employable life, right? That's good enough. And, you know, because of the miracles of modern medicine, people live well into their 80s and 90s. And I dare say by the time we get there, we're probably living into into, like past 100, right? Oh, fuck. I do not want to do that. Well, but here's the thing, right? Like, so modern medicine will probably allow us to live a better quality of life. at a more advanced age, right? So think of it this way. You are going to retire at 65 and you have 35 more years of your life ahead of you. And do is it really realistic to expect that someone is going to give out handouts for 35 years? Okay, in my mind, there are, okay, for me, for example, if, if I even reach the age 65, I'll probably stay alive. I don't know, given my family, ancestry, heritage, whatnot, I'll probably die, like, before I'm 70. So, yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm in the right position, okay, position see, to ask that. <laughs> like, if we're going to take, like, personal examples, like, I, I just, totally understand. No, I, I get it, I get it, I do. But it's like, so what I'm trying to understand is that... Um, okay, yes, it does not make sense. But, however, have you seen those people? Like, they, they look really frail. I... Like, they're almost hunchbacked like um and yet they're cleaning plates and like everyone's just okay so you know i have the problem that i have with this sentiment is that number one um this is the fact that old people are working you know past their prime etc etc is more a symptom of being in a very urban environment which is comparative it is not endemic to singapore okay it is not specific to it it applies literally everywhere the only reason why this is Gaining credence in Singapore is because we don't have a space that's not urban, and so that's that's all we see. That you is know? true, and and so to use that as a benchmark on which to decide whether a place has um, 
so or not it's kind of weird so essentially what do you what all right this 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 whole discussion right now the past five minutes has nothing to do with soul yeah it's nothing to do with soul but then it's just you know just about our own yeah and feelings but then at the same time like I do want to level my criticism on this particular comment because this person is using social issues as you know reasons for saying that oh that's why I think Singapore doesn't have soul but then like if we were to talk about social issues tons of countries have tons of problems like I don't I don't hear anyone say that uh, the US of A doesn't have soul because of all the gun violence huge social problem over there you know kids are being shot down in high school left right and center but hey you know you go to New York like hey you know you're a good soul <laughs> so and this is this is my problem right so like this right okay now I get where you're coming from so this strikes me like as, as a very uh, he's like what's the word for it you know he's using um, social issues as okay yeah yeah I think I've been talking a little too much about this but um, well Sunny was getting <laughs> really passionate about this oh he is very passionate <laughs> but then what, 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 we, what we can do is perhaps keep that comment and put it for a later podcast yeah we can do that we can do that because like, ladies and gentlemen <laughs> our time is up <laughs> um there is a lot more that we want to talk about this and hopefully but, over the last, like from what you've been listening so far, this is uh, kind of the topic or the topics that we will be, um, you know, exploring. Yes. Over the next and time. we'll probably invite friends, yeah. colleagues, someone yeah. to, you know, join us for a conversation. Yeah. Or, you know, tea or coffee or beer. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly <laughs> beer though. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Raj, any, any, Comments or last words? Last word. I'm Raj. <laughs> And I'm Sunny. <laughs> Catch you later. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Until next time. <laughs>